This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football is our religion. The One Course Stadium is our church. Nigel Clough, the God we choose to believe in, and by name, I am your priest. Settle down, everyone. It's time for yet another winning Sunday sermon. Disciple Ollie Clark leads the Stags to victory with a captain's performance, serving Nathan a nice plate of humble pie. But will Mr Edge pass his recent comments off as motivational? Damn right he will. Join us on this journey this afternoon as we discuss yesterday's 3-1 victory as the Stags took an iron bar to the hearts and souls of Scunthorpe United supporters who no matter what, kept singing. Good on them. This afternoon though, it's all about Mansfield Town as another three points on board gives us hope of more to come. And in a symbolic move, did anybody notice yesterday, towards full time, a lovely little amber and yellow moon start to rise up over the Bishop Street stand? Is that a sign? Is that a symbol of where Mansfield Town are heading on the up? Get involved now and have your say on your team as Mansfield Town make it five from five in all competitions and leave Stags fans with smiles on their faces. We're going to talk victories, we're going to talk goals, we're going to talk midfield performances, we're going to talk scoreboards and a lot, lot more in between. This is the place to join those discussions and have your say on your team this Sunday afternoon. Why? Quite simply, because Mansfield always matters. Sit back, settle down, get your comments in and enjoy the latest episode of the Mansfield Matters podcast and the Sunday Sermon.
Well, a very good evening to you all. Hope that you've had a fantastic weekend. It was certainly a fantastic weekend yesterday as Mansfield Town uh, put three points on the board, three much-needed points on the board uh, at home uh, to the league's bottom side or the league's struggling side, struggling Scunthorpe United, as we shall call them. My name's Craig Priest. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. Joining me tonight to discuss all things yesterday and to look ahead to a busy week on the road as well. We've got Mr. Clive Parkins with us as well. Good evening, Clive. How are you? Good evening, Craig. Good evening, everybody listening. And we've also got the man who is eating the biggest dish of humble pie, the stag chef and Ollie Clark can serve up. It's Mr. Nathan Edge. Nathan, are you okay? Evening. I'm, I'm good. It was all part of the plan, so don't worry about it. I'm, I'm soon find I'm, out. Uh, well, I, I, I hate to think what other plans you've got for other players because as plans <laughs> go, that th- this so-called plan of yours and inverted commas involved involved cliff tops and you know all you I'm dug yourself is... into a big hole and I think Ollie Clark must have listened to the podcast and answered with a plum exactly Saturday. all I'm saying is basically it was thanks to me we got the three points on Saturday that's that's all that's all you need to know oh, I don't know Clive do you think Ollie Clark will forgive Mr Edge I don't think he even knows about it <laughs> that's probably Try the most realistic it. answer that's, well yeah that is true actually yeah <laughs> oh dear i feel like you should send him a, a, a mug nace just to uh just to apologize yeah send him a mug and he's probably potentially maybe gonna get a tweet from maybe later on as well um I've... depending on the result of the man of match so who knows yeah i've got a very big feeling clive that uh that man of the match tweet from mr nathan edge will be going uh to ollie clark later on although there are other contenders as well we'll delve into that later but let's stay with ollie clark let's start with ollie clark we'll read some of your guys questions in a minute get them coming in as always want you to have your say on your team ollie clark captain's performance yesterday wasn't it clive what he needed as well yes his best game since well this season i think and long overdue i thought he uh he, he gave a good account of himself yesterday. I think the format lent, it, lent itself very much to his skills. So credit to Clough and the other management team. Uh, playing a, fo- a very straightforward 4-5-1 formation worked very well, five in the middle. And he had freedom to do what he's good at doing, which is getting on the edge of the box and putting his foot through it. Yeah, absolutely. Let's delve into some of your guys' comments. As always, we want you to have your say on your team. So if you're watching the live feed, get involved in the comments right now. If you listen to the audio version of this, you can still join the conversation. You can tweet us. We're on Facebook as well. Just search for at MTFC Matters and come and join us on a live show. We'll be live again later in the week, probably on Thursday, reflecting on uh, the uh, the game at Sutton on Tuesday night. Uh, Richard's kicked us off tonight saying, why is Nathan the only one wearing the special stag shirt? I had mine on for the game yesterday. Therefore, it's currently dried on a radiator. I imagine yours is the same, Clive. It's had its one and only outing. One and only outing. I don't know whether to leave it hung permanently on a hanger or stick it on a frame. uh, I certainly think it's it's a one-off and needs to be treated as such. Do you know what? I'm I'm thinking of getting one of those shop mannequins for the background in here and putting like and interchanging the shirt each week. So I've got the I've obviously got the shirts in the background, which uh, you know you can you can see every single week. As you can see behind me, I've got uh, X amount of old shirts. But I'm thinking a little mannequin uh, to put. If the, you have a mannequin, that's going to be really spooky. 
it's gonna, 100% is going to put Paul Digby's face on it. So, and not only that, you know, you're going to walk in without the light switched on one day and frighten yourself silly. Yeah, that is actually a very good point. Uh, let's delve into uh, some of the comments then. Uh, Tom says, Clark showed what he can do yesterday. Excellent all-round performance. Looks the player we thought we'd signed last season. Sturt looked very good. May become the, that key player Clough said he was um, uh, as well. Still don't agree with him being classed as a key player when he hadn't broken into the team. 90% of Bowery's game is brilliant. Just doesn't f- uh, fill me with confidence in front of goal. Uh, a few things to digest there, Nate. Let's start with uh, Ollie Clark. Uh, as Tom said, it was the performance which we sort of knew he was capable of when he first signed on the dotted line. And with the way we're playing at the minute with the uh, the five in midfield, allowing him to push a little bit further forward and, you know, chase things down and close things down, that certainly su- suits his style, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we've all been saying on this podcast and you know, plenty, plenty of comments have been coming through recently as well, saying that, um, you know, he's, he's, he's not really been doing it. You know, we need another, we need a different captain. And when we're sort of saying about the player who got in midfield, you'd say he was the weakest one. Yeah. So, um, you know, at least he's answered that, you know, with the performance on, on Saturday. I'm still a bit thinking, we, we kind of say he's one of these players that's one good performance in, in five or six. So let's just hope this isn't the one. And let's just hope, you know, it's not, it's not a one off. It's the fact that it's a new system, you know, the new sort of uh, five midfield. Is it more a matter of that's going to work in our favour to get the more out of uh, the likes of Ollie Clark um, and, and and our captain to to push him forward? And it's not just going to be one of them because it was against bottom of the league. So I'm yeah. not trying to put a negative spin on it, but I'm just saying we could be sitting here in a couple of weeks' time. I hope we're not, but we're saying you know that was, that was that one game, and then we've got to wait another five for the the next one to come along. But like I say, hopefully it's more that five in midfield that actually will bring the best out of him, which is which is what we want to see. I certainly think the five in midfield at the minute, Clive, you know, in the last couple of games is, is more down to the necessity of it because obviously we have got a bit of a so-called striker shortage. You know, Greasy Notes, a.k.a. Reese Oates, is, uh, is out at the minute. Danny Johnson out as well. Um, Hawkins is staying at the back regardless of uh, any notions of pushing him up front. I think that much is is very, very clear to, clear to see. Um, so, you know, it, it makes perfect sense to go with a five midfield because we're not a team. I was saying this to somebody, you know, before the game yesterday. I think it might have been Jim who, who came up and said hello. That actually we're not a team that's set up to rely upon one striker scoring as 30, 25, 30 goals a season. We are a team made up of individuals who can all contribute from different areas. Yes, we depend on our midfielder scoring, um, which, you know, they're all capable of doing it. Lapsley's got a reputation for, for getting his share of goals when he's fit. And as Clark proved yesterday, he can he can, he can find the net. He also proved yesterday that if you shoot, you score. Um, one of the things we're always appealing for. Uh, I, I, I'm not un, entirely unhappy with having this problem of strikers at the moment. I, I, don't get me wrong, I'd like the two lads to be back and fit and be able to be picked. I thought Barry did a sterling job yesterday. He gets an awful lot of stick for not banging them in the net. But the amount of work he does and the amount of holding and running he was doing yesterday enabled the midfield to press up and, and consequently we were able to get involved in the attack. And I was really pleased he got a goal. I've been hoping he'll get a goal for any old half, his knee, his head, his bum, anywhere you like. He got one in yesterday and, and I'm hoping that that's the first of many now. 
Yeah, it was very much deserved from Jordan Bowery yesterday. Uh, Richard says, uh, was saying to those around me that I wished Ollie Clark would have got hold of the game and start to make things happen. About five minutes later, he did just that and scored. I was happy to eat humble pie uh, to all those around me. His best game in a long while. Um, Stagshet says, uh, good evening. 3-1 win, fantastic. And a scoreboard that finally works. Yeah, we'll talk about that uh, later as well. Jim says, fair play to Clough. The 4-2-3-1 he's been using recently gets us the most out of one of our biggest strengths in lots of talented and dynamic midfielders. Uh, Roger says, I predicted he would score Scunthorpe, probably the worst team in the league. A win's a win, but they they have bigger challenges uh, to come. Um, yeah, absolutely a lot more challenges to come over the next uh, week or so. Uh, William says, first time watching the Stags at the one call in years. Got the ticket for my birthday. Let's hope another three points on my actual birthday uh, on Tuesday against Sutton. Yeah, always win on PPAs. That's why it's a per- people every single day um, of the year. Um, Tom says, uh, Clark would have been man of the match um, if... If it wasn't Scunthorpe's sponsors, don't remember way match day sponsors uh, very often. Uh, and Jim also had Scunthorpe caused a couple of problems first half. Looked more dangerous than Port Vale, who are second in honesty, but just couldn't defend. Shows how vital a good defence is. Let's talk uh, a good defence, Nathan, as well, because uh, yet again, he opted with the pairing of O'Toole and Hawkins. Um, they were a little bit shaky. In the lead up to uh, into their goal, tried to play the offside trap. It didn't quite work. There were other couple of opportunities as well where um, a couple of Scunthorpe's players mainly got goal side um, of O'Toole. But on the whole, I wasn't overly worried when teams come forward. It was nice actually yesterday to be able to sit and see teams attack thinking it's, it's all right. I think we've got players who will, you know, who will come across and deal with this. Um. I didn't have that feeling for the first 45 minutes, unfortunately. Um, I actually thought going forward, Scunthorpe were quite threatening. Um, and it was a bit of a concern because I was thinking if we were against a better side here, they could have had a, another couple, uh, which was a worry. Uh, and it was lucky that it was coming against the bottom of the league in that sense. But obviously, you know, we had we had Bishop who made a decent save in the first half. He didn't have anything to do in the second half. I think that, that was a complete contrast. Right? There wasn't really anything too concerning in that second half. But focusing just on the first half at the moment. Um, they, they had a, a free header from a corner again, which we tend to give at least one away a, a week. Uh, so we need to do, you know, we need to get that sorted because so other teams are going to punish us. So it, I think it took a while for us to settle down in, in that aspect, but the, the difference was on Saturday. It was, although we was letting them in a little bit, we were looking threatening going forward. Uh, I was just worried about one of them games where, it doesn't go in the back of the net, but, but you know, thankfully we put that right. But we, we were creating well going forward. I thought Jordan Barry again first half before he went off. Um, he told up play and, and link, you know, linking play midfielder players into the game. Mate was it was a a big part of that formation as well. To be fair, so he played that well. Um, and we missed him when he went off. It, so it was we got better defensively, but I still think it needs tightening up back there, which is a shame because we have been a lot stronger, I think, in previous games. Uh, Richard says, only concern about O'Toole and Hawkins is the lack of pace. So against Sutton could be an issue with their pace. Yeah, we know we've got, they've got pacey and creative players, of course, Clive. Uh, one of which is a former stag in Alistair Smith. Um, and I, I, you know, whilst Nigel Clough will like to keep a settled side and will like to keep a side that's winning, I think with 
um, you know, the, the threats which Sutton offer and with the fact that we're going to be putting the miles in this week, not just to Crawley um, on Saturday, but uh, Sutton on Tuesday night as well. I would expect one or two changes and possibly one of those being um, in that back line just to keep it fresh, just to keep, um, you know, the fresh legs able to cope with that pace and that threat. Well, he's lucky in that he's got Faz Rawson spare at the moment. And uh, I, I was... I shared Nathan's anxiety a little bit about the potential for us to have been far more badly injured by a better team on Saturday. But we can only play the team that's in front of us. And sometimes, you know, it's the better teams that create the better performance by the Stags. So I thought that they uh, they were very fortunate to go uh, go one up. It was, just, it was just as people have said, there were... Hawkins and, uh, and O'Toole were just too slow at that moment. And the guy who was broke through, they were, they were hopeful for a, uh, an offside, which wasn't. And, and the, the keeper had a little choice but to bring him down. Yeah. <laughs> Interestingly, the first time he touched the ball, talking about our keeper now, was when he picked it out of the net after conceding the penalty. Yeah. And after that, I thought it, we, we, we were in. Apart from a, a shot not long after that, where they could have gone two up, to be fair. I thought there was very little threat from uh, from Scunthorpe um, throughout the game. Um, and I thought that where we had identified opportunities coming from their side, there were one or two decent players, we snuffed them out quite readily. Keep your comments coming in. Have your say on your team, as uh, Tom has done, who says Hawkins got turned a few times and Scully looked dangerous around uh, the edge of our D. Thought we looked a little bit more shaky at the back uh, versus Scunny. Richard says they could have been 2 0 up before we scored. They missed a sitter before Barry hit the post. Agree yeah. with Nathan, a bit exposed uh, at times at the back. William says we should also mention Hewitt, Nathan, who played uh, well. Yet again, he seems to be, we mentioned it a little bit last week on the show, but he seems to be settling into that right back role very well, doesn't he? Yeah, as I think Clive said last week, didn't he? If if there was a Mansfield Matt's most improved player at the moment, uh, he would be certainly in in contention for it. Um, he got off to a very slow start, but he's slowly and steadily become a very consistent, reliable player back there. And it's one of them that now you look at it, would would Gordon come straight back in? Yeah, you probably say not not at the minute because he's doing a doing a good job back there. And, and we're <laughs> talking about you know weaknesses in defence at the minute and. Uh, his name hasn't been mentioned in a, you know, for, for a while in that sense. So that that goes to show because at one point it was Mansfield enemy number one, wasn't he? So um, he certainly got his Clive's. head down and turned it around. He was certainly Clive's at one point. Um, <laughs> yeah, he never yeah. thought he played again, but there you go. Uh, nice to see him uh, improve week upon week, Clive, though, isn't it? Again, you know what I, what I really like about our back four at the minute? I know we, we sort of questioning the pace and things like that at, at points, but what I really like is actually the ability it gives us in both boxes. We've got a real dominating presence now all across that back four. And every time we get a set piece, a corner, a free kick, whatever and it's in a good position, we tend to send all four of them forward. And that really does excite me, to be honest, Clive. Yeah, I mean, just going back to uh, Hewitt for a second, his, his confidence has, has grown in all sorts of ways. He's much more competent in defending the ball, but he doesn't lack the confidence to take a player on and to go forward with the ball. He's not, he's not a great um, uh, venturer. I don't think that's his skill set. But when he does get a bit of grass to play on, he takes advantage of it. On the other side of the pitch, of course, McLaughlin is a real venturer. He likes to get going forward. And you can only do that if you're confident that the, the guys you're leaving behind can do the job if you get caught out. And I think that's where the strength is, isn't it? At the moment, we've got that core, core defensive quality. 
Um, I'm a, I don't know whether I'd want to Gordon back in myself, actually. I, I think asked me the question six weeks ago, it would have been an automatic yes. But at the moment, I'm, I'm not sure that would be fair. Yeah, I think it's a... I'd quite like to see, you know, you mentioned uh, Hewitt there with maybe somebody in front of him not good at taking players on, but maybe Gordon in front of him, Nate, would be uh, an interesting one, especially, you know, sometimes we do lack a little bit of width down that right-hand side. But then again, uh, there's the man I'm going to talk about a little bit more in depth about later on in Mr. In Mr. Charlesley, who's uh, doing a, a good job for us. So it's, it's a nice quandary to be in, isn't it, Nate, to be able to have X amount of players we can pick from. Yeah, I mean, it's that's the whole point. You want a co- uh, competition for for positions, and I think the the difference is is Gordon and Hewitt are very very different players. You know, you look at Gordon; he's more of a more of a wing back style player, isn't he? He's more attacking minded, and and actually, uh, you know, we we could certainly if we're sticking with a five in midfield, there, there may be a point in the game where, especially if we're chasing and we need to get forward and 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 get a goal, he would then be more of an, an attacking option to to roll the dice with. So. Um, you know when, when he's when he's back on the bench and in contention, uh, it'll be a good t- you know good tussle between the two to get that get that shirt. But so that's a good problem we've got because we've not had that issue for for well all season really, have we? Apart from the well not even the opening day because one of them was late started. So um, it's nice to have that dilemma for a change rather than basically just seeing who we've got available to put in the starting eleven. Uh, Tom says Hugh was very good both going forward and defensively. They look more dangerous uh, through the middle. Roger says a win at Sutton will be a great result. I want a win, but a draw wouldn't be too bad. Uh, Tom also says Hewitt's back heel, absolutely spot on. Uh, Richard says, I'd like to see Gordon come in the last 29 minutes stretching uh, the teams. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, comment from Nick as well, who says, we were sat behind some of the players in the Upper West Stand. I was quite impressed how up for the game they were, considering they weren't playing through injury. They could easily have just sat scrolling through their phones but it just showed to me that everybody at the club are pulling in the same direction and wanting us to move forward very positive to hear that Clive isn't it because you know when we're on a a bad run you would sort of expect that and perhaps you know some players can naturally when they're out of the team whether it's through injury or through not playing become a little bit disjointed but what you need to be successful is to have that together attitude that um, combined willingness to go and succeed so it's nice to see that supporters are seeing that in and around the stands and that those players who aren't on the pitch are giving a good representation of themselves. Absolutely. And I think it's the club's job to engender this sort of team spirit. Uh, It's not like in generations, you know, where all the players were brought up in the same community. Hardly anybody is. And therefore, you're bringing people from all over the country into a team location. And to try and bind them together is a real art. And I think it's easier to do it when you're winning, um, harder when you're not. But we're only just turning the corner. And to have them actually all facing in the same direction at the moment is good, it's good news as far as I'm concerned. I just think back to when the time that Nicky Maynard was warming the bench, he, he didn't seem at all committed by comparison to some of them at the moment. Mm. So I'm not going to go at Nicky Maynard per se, but that, that's an observation I have. No, leave that well, to me. By the way, job. leave that to me. Just going back to Richard Dennett's comment for a minute, I think it's very precise. He says, I'd like to see Gordon come on for the last 29 minutes. That's awfully precise. It's only like Cluffy bringing Sinclair on in the 90th minute, although he actually got more minutes yesterday, which was quite which was quite pleasing, actually. I don't want to be a clever bugger, but I suspect the nine and the zero are very close together on his keyboard. 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> they, are, they are on everybody's keyboard, Clive. That's the way it is. There you go. Uh, he also says club subs were spot on. Uh, yes, as well. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Uh, on a whole, Nate, I'm going to bring it back to Ollie Clark for a minute because I, I feel like we haven't made you eat enough humble pie yet. Um, and we are going to hear from him in a minute. So this is a bit of a tenuous thing, to be honest. Go on. I'm not having this. This, 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 you guys were in the same, uh, same boat. I mean, you, you weren't willing to off a cliff like exactly. I was. You, you both That's weren't in favour. Look, I, I will happily hold my hands up and say that on this podcast, I've said that he's, he's not been good enough for a few weeks, and certainly uh, in previous weeks we've perhaps questioned his, his leadership. But I certainly haven't sat here and you know gone no, to the I, extreme I, I, you went a few weeks ago. Jesus I, Christ! He's <laughs> trying to be positive on this podcast, mate. Not if, if carries it carries on in three weeks' time, he'll get a formal apology from me if he carries on in the same same vein of form. What's his target? What's he got to hit? Ten goals? Oh, at least two goals a game. I mean, come on now, thirty by the end of the season. Yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Top scorer, please. No, I think more, more, more of yesterday. It doesn't have to be the goals, but the performance. You know, he just it was. Although, well, I'm going to say, it. I don't want to sound too negative. Um, yeah, more, I think I still want it to be one of those games, which is what we've, we've all said um, is really guilty of. So that's why I'm not getting too excited yet. But he, you know, he was uh, very influential. So that's for sure. You're what? dead right. You're dead right, Nathan. One swallow doesn't make a summer. And I think uh, one good performance from somebody we expect better performances more regularly from doesn't actually take the problem away. Happy for him to have a good game and to figure in people's con- consideration for man of the match. Um, um, and I'm, I'm glad he's done it because we were all doubting him. We still have some anxiety about his management, his um, uh, captaincy uh, ability. But uh, at the moment. If he can, if he can do the same performance on Tuesday and, and the following Saturday, we'll have to remove all of our doubts. Yeah, I mean he's going uh, to get Jim... his bottom of the league, so let's just see how he can fare against you know them a bit higher up because he hasn't done it yet. Well, on that subject, I mean, on current form, Mansfield is now in eighth position over the last six games, and only the the the, the teams we all know are, are gunning for it are above us. And on Tuesday we play the. Uh, 16th in the league, in the current form tables and on Saturday the 17th and then the next league fixture is against the 24th so you know we ought to be feeling as confident as we can be going forward we'll have a nice little journey up to Doncaster in the middle there somewhere yeah very much looking forward to that of course they're not they're uh, they're not doing great in league one at the moment what's the matter Nathan you're not joining us for that trip what's Don't what's even um, talk about Doncaster what, what's, what's happening it's, mate I'm hoping there's been a, I've looked at the forecast, there's a bit of snow coming. So I'm hoping by the time it's December, there's going to be a lot of it gets moved. If no, you haven't got no tone, annual leave I can't attend and I'm not happy about it. <laughs> no, because I've got no annual leave left to use, so we can't be doing that because I've been using the last of it on Tuesday. So come on, why aren't you <laughs> attending Doncaster Rovers away? Come on, why aren't you attending the cup? Share uh, with the group. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a wedding event that I, I can't really... Really Wait. avoid so. Um, yeah. No, you you've not, have you? No. <laughs> oh, well, dig... Are you serious? No chance. I thought I, thought I was going to have to dig my suit out then. Uh, there you go. Anyway, uh, keep your comments coming in. Uh, Jim says, "Oh, I don't like this comment." Nathan's right. Don't like that. Oh, uh, Clark goes missing sometimes. Um, Tom, on the other hand, says you could see he had a lot more snap and sharpness from the first whistle. I certainly agree with that. I think he was, you know, he, like I mentioned earlier, playing in that more advanced role. He looked a lot more up for it. He looked a lot more 
you know, like he was comfortable in that role, closing players down, that freedom to go and charge, that freedom to try and, you know, steal possession back, which is essentially what he's there to do. We want a captain to... Yeah, and you know, to you know why, don't you? Go on. Do, you, do you know why? Because Nigel Clough, in the dressing room, put a poster on the wall with my face saying, throw him off a cliff on his bench. That was the motivation he needed. Three points. You're welcome. The man's deluded. <laughs> Whilst we go right. and seek some psychological help for Nathan Edge, let's hear from the man himself who, surprisingly enough, doesn't mention Nathan, doesn't mention that motivation. Let's hear from Ollie Clark as he shares his reaction uh, to the Stags. 3-1 victory over Scunthorpe United at the One Course Stadium in Skybet League 2 yesterday. Here's Ollie Clark speaking to I. I think we dominated the majority of the game. Had a couple of scares at our end, but like I say, we created good chances. Probably should have had a couple more in the in the grand scheme of things, but it was enjoyable in the end. The way that we prepared for the game and the way that we were set up, we were going to press, we were going to try and run all over them, and I think effectively that's how we got our goals and, and it done, done us well. And we looked at their strengths and weaknesses and obviously we, we pinpointed how to uh, control the game and I think we've done that for a vast majority of the game. With Maris sitting and me and Sturkey just, just bombing on, getting in behind, pressing their sitting, sitting midfielders, it gave us chance to get up the pitch, gave the defence chance to close the gaps and they, I don't think they really got in at all. Obviously the penalty was one and I think that was a lucky ricochet through to the, the striker but it's one of those things that we dealt with, the setback and come back and look strong. It proves that we're improving, we're getting we're getting fitter and stronger, we're, we're building something now, you can see that, we're getting a bit of consistency in our play and with our players in the team, obviously we've we had a nightmare 10 or 15 games where we were probably playing a different player or a couple of players at the back or up front and it's hard to build relationships with players, especially when you've signed three or four different players up front in defence so it's nice to have a bit of continuity now and, and obviously build from there. Faz has come out, he's had his, he's had his baby and, and John Joe's come in and scored a couple of goals taking his chance really well and I think that's that's one thing that we've, we've probably needed is a little bit more competition at the back and, it, and like you say it's, it's solid now, we're looking pretty pretty signed back, back there and doesn't look like we need to change things at the moment. That's Stags captain Ollie Clark speaking to I Follow Stags uh, after that victory against Scunthorpe United at the One Course Stadium on uh, on Saturday afternoon. You can watch more of that by heading to mansfieldtown.net forward slash I Follow, uh, where you can watch lots more reaction as well, including uh, reaction um, from the Stags first team coach, Andy Garner who uh, did the press uh, this week rather than Nigel Clough. Perhaps, uh, Clive, Nigel Clough uh, was too busy to do press because instead he was outside of the stadium looking to try and find uh, a certain Mr Edge to serve him said dish of humble pie. What do you think? No. No. Fair no. I, I think uh, if, if, uh, me. if uh, Clough is looking for a bit of an edge, he won't want Nathan. <laughs> uh, very, very, that's very very good though very very good uh, also a reminder or oh, this uh, this week obviously a trip to uh, Sutton United on Tuesday night and uh, Crawley in Skybet League 2 uh, both SSA coaches for those games are uh, full however travel tickets are still on sale for the trip to Doncaster Rovers in the FA Cup second round a week on Saturday when Nathan's at a wedding fair you need to go and buy a travel ticket though in order to travel uh, to that one uh, they are 
are £10 for all SSA members, £15 for non-members, and are on sale at various points, uh, including Sandy's Bar um, on the 24th, 25th, and 26th of November from between... 7 and 9 p.m. from the match day ticket booth on the 22nd, 24th, 25th and 26th of November between 1 and 5 p.m. And if you are traveling to Sutton and Crawley and you've booked on the SSA coaches for that one, you can uh, get your travel tickets from uh, the SSA guys on the coach as well. And if you're traveling on Tuesday, make sure you participate in the best game on the road, Clive, Bus Bingo will be back. And maybe a quiz as well. Maybe we'll throw another quiz in there. There'll be mugs to be won. Mugs to be won. Uh, speaking of uh, of prizes and, and great things, yesterday, uh, Nath saw the return of the scoreboard. We'll talk about that in just a second because I've remembered what point I was going to say in the first place. Could you see I was padding for my thought process there? Yes. Um, Ollie Clark in his interview, um, Nath, mentioned um, about new players coming together and taking the time to gel and getting those relationships to bond. And actually, when you think about it and when you think about the process we've been through over the last three or four weeks or so when we've had to chop and change the team week in week out three changes here four changes there it's very difficult to establish those relationships in a match situation you can train all week you can go on go-karting expeditions you can go paintballing play pool in the locker room or, or whatever but actual match day experience developing those relationships there and then it, you need that consistency and that's something we've not had. It's no it's no coincidence, really, that since we've had more consistency in the side, in the lineup, we've started winning games. Yeah, I mean, the whole excuse a little bit about, you know, that bringing in players, uh, you know, 95% of the rest of the teams in the league are in a similar situation. That most, like, most teams have large turnover players, and especially in our league, sort of, from the, from the summer. So, you know, except that for so much of its worth. But I think it has been a bit different for us, the fact that we, well, you say one, we didn't probably quite do the whole business that we expected to do in the summer. And then that was absolutely, you know, compound, get a lot worse, the fact that we lost so many players, uh, you know, uh, leading into that. So it, that's probably where it did make the difference because uh, not only have you are you trying to get used to, a, you know, new, new players around you, you might have a couple of games with them, but then all of a sudden they're out and you've got somebody else to then try and get used to. So um, it has been a lot of chopping and changing due to suspensions and, and injuries, which is one of the reasons why we were saying, you know, when times were tough to say, we we're trying to say, just, you know, calm down a little bit, don't be too AC, give it a bit of time because we'll see the real amounts of time when these players start returning and look where we are a month month later, um, you know, we're out on a five, five game winning streak. So it does make a difference when your better players are out there and they have time to uh, you know, to, to play together and, and build together. It does make a difference. And on that point, Clive, Richard says that uh, we were all questioning Clough's signings apart from Narty. I think all of his signings are coming good. Yeah, like we said a few times with, with Narty, obviously the injury um, is holding him back uh, a little bit. Will Forrester got himself a, a few more minutes yesterday and most of them do seem to be coming good. It's just, you know, like, like with every football fan, I'm guilty of it. I guess you guys are guilty of it as well sometimes. We want things done yesterday and that's not the case in football. You've got to be patient. Yeah, that's why we're fans and other people are paid a lot of money to do the job. We uh, we tend to be governed by our emotions rather than uh, be more pragmatic. But, uh, I mean, I also don't think it's fair to criticise Narty too much. He had two games. He got thrown in at the deep end in his first game and got an injury in the second game. 
So whilst it didn't uh, fill us with a great deal of confidence, it's not really had the chance either. I'll tell you what, it's cracking on Football Manager 2022. So uh, that'll do for me. That'll do for me. Uh, another positive from you. What? What's up? No idea what you're talking about. Uh, another positive for me, you'll have an idea what I'm talking about though here though, Clive, is the scoreboard. Brand new scoreboard, back of and running. Um, yeah, what do you make? I'm, I mean, firstly, I'm very disappointed that there's not a live camera feed showing Mr. Wilson on the pitch, you know, doing his, reading out his team news and everything. But I'm sure that can be sorted in time. We'll have a word with Sharpie and we'll get that sorted. You know, now you and him are friends. Yeah, yeah. The, I don't the, think... We'll I'm, really pleased, I'm really pleased to see the arrival of the board and, and ahead of the indicated time as well. Um, because they did say by the end of the calendar year, well, well that's, we're a good way short of that. So hats off to them. Um, and it looked small, <laughs> simply because it was on the same framework as the, the gigantic waste of space that was there before. But I, I suspect it's still a work in progress. I would imagine they'll try and make some commercial use mm. of the space either side of the electronic scoreboard. And I think in terms of content, that will develop. I would hope it will develop. And if it was my football club, I'd want my media manager to develop it. Yeah. If you saw football, you'd, you'd want the Man's One Matters logo to be there, wouldn't you, for everyone to you would. Oh, sorry. Yeah, um, you would. You would. Absolutely, you would. You would. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I agree with, with Clive in some respects because it, it looks small, but it's actually not small. It just looks tiny because... 25 square metres is not yeah. small. It's just yeah, exactly. a, huge, a huge frame. Yeah, and I think they've missed a, a, a trick there because obviously they've, you've, you, it's a cost-saving thing to be able to put it on that frame. They've got the black net in there as well, but they've still got the strip across the top where the old sponsor was. I think they could perhaps build something around it so it does you know, look more of a, uh, a thing. But also, I think they might have missed a trick anyway. For me, I'd have, it's not criticism. I'd, I'd have just like to see it. I think it's in the wrong place in the ground. It should have been front and centre, Bishop Street in front of the gantry where the clock is. But... I like it. I think it looks it looks neat. I think there's like you say, there's a lot more to be done with it. Um, we were having a little bit of fun though yesterday, weren't we, Clive? When uh, we um, we saw the goals go in, waiting for the goals to tick over, and so, sort of counting how long it'd take them. But the graphics look good. I was very impressed with the score graphic at half time. That's quite a, a a nice little thing to do. Perhaps some scores from you know leagues around the league updated league table, live league table, that sort of thing. Lots more to be done. To be I done with it. So. I think once they've got over the technological technological problems of old and start to have the confidence in what they can do with the kit, then I think they'll make better use of it. And I also know it's got integration with audio because I actually heard them and watched them doing it when I went to collect my Doncaster tickets. So they can actually play sound in conjunction with the videos as well. So I would imagine they might be looking for some form of perhaps interviews and things to put on there as well. Um, but then now they've got it, use it. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, uh, it'd be nice to see it work well and uh, give Alan a, a little bit more scope to, to do some things as well, which would be great. Um, Nick says, comment of the day for me, this. Um, if only we did mugs for, um, for best comments. Perhaps they could put a picture of Cliffs on the screen to help inspire Ollie Clark. Um, <laughs> uh, absolutely. Well, it maybe it is. Um, also, Ellen on uh, YouTube says, uh, watch the scoreboard malfunction um, this week, uh, next week uh, as well. I think it's a great thing as well. I am told through the grapevine as well that there is a new commercial manager in town as well. So maybe that'll be uh, one of their jobs to, uh, to sort some advertising out. And if you give us a cheap deal, 
you know, we will happily put a Mansfield Matters logo on there or even give you some old content of old interviews and some new interviews as well, which we've got coming up in the next Well, I mean, if, if you were an advertiser at Field Mill, by and large, you do it out of some sense of loyalty to the club you've got an affection for because the reality is putting a great big uh, painted board on a rickety old stand is not particularly good for your image. And I think uh, if I was one of the regular advertisers, I would want to make some use of the scoreboard. So it's, yeah. for, it's really down to putting up some premium type ads and getting premium mon money for them. And that's where the commercial manager should be able to get his or her teeth into that. But I also think the editorial content needs to be sharper. And again, I'm not blaming anybody at the moment because I've not had the opportunity to do it. But I think uh, Steve-O needs to sharpen his, uh, his wit a little bit and make better use of it. Let's move back to yesterday's game before we look ahead to uh, Sutton in the week. Final few comments on this. And I haven't mentioned him yet, Clive, but you've been uh, sending me stuff all day to remind me to talk about him. Let's talk about Mr. Harry Charlesley, who, um, you know, in recent weeks, he's come in, he's held a position in the side and he, he often goes unnoticed in games. But I think he deserves a lot um, of credit for me. It was fantastic yesterday. Um an assist for Jordan Barry's goal. He would have had an assist if Barry had managed to get the ball the right side of the post uh, for the other one. Does a lot of work for Ollie Clark's first goal. He goes and creates a pocket of space for uh, for Clark to go into to, to exploit. Does a lot of that work, little niggly balls in, in behind and um, creates a lot of space in closing down. He's an absolutely fantastic asset to, to be in the team. And I just think that, I just feel that he deserves uh, a little bit of uh, recognition from us tonight. Yes, I think he's the sort of player that slips under the radar too often. Um, I think his general contribution has, has been excellent all the time. I mean, he's, been, he's played well when he's carried injuries, for instance, but I think he's a buzzy little player. And I think given the right support from other parts of the pitch, he can be a real influence maker. And I thought that's exactly what happened yesterday. Um, but I, I think the format helped because it, it gave him a sort of latitude to do things in a way that Hitherto, we've been too busy defending all the time. I think we have uh, we have a, uh, to set ourselves up for firefighting. We have to set ourselves up for progress. I think we've moved from one to the other. Yeah, me too. What do you make of uh, Harry Charles Lee's recent performances, Nath? Yeah, no, I'm a big fan. We've we've, we've started him, haven't we, over the last sort of a uh, couple of weeks to see how he has improved. And um, again, today was was no different. Um, you know, he's very. It seems to, he's one of the players that's just very very positive when he's on the ball. He, he looks to make something happen where wherever there's an opportunity. He just he's not just going for the simple pass and take off you know, pass a responsibility on someone. He, he tries to make things happen and um so th there's that side of him and this uh, the fact that he's always getting stuck in and giving one hundred percent. So um yeah he's just again he's probably one of those players when you when you look at the team sheet he's not the one that you think he's the one that's gonna go and win the game today but actually sometimes he mm. he's got the potential to do that. Uh, Tom says Charles Lee has been as important as Quinn since getting back in in the team. His work rate, uh, he's uh, has the work rate, but not quite the right peg equivalent to Quinn's uh, left peg. Uh, Richard also says Charles Lee gets a lot of stick uh, from some fans, but I've always liked him. You look at the assist stats; he's probably at the top. Assists at Sunderland, Stevenage, uh, and yesterday, yeah, absolutely, he's one of those players as well. Uh, Richard also adds Charles's work rate is top notch. Him and Oates are a defender's nightmare with their pressing. Yeah, absolutely, you saw that. Um, Craig, can I can I interrupt for a second and and, and make a case for Ryan Sturk in all this because I thought he had an excellent game, um, and and. Uh, 
he's growing into his role now. He's another player that's been recruited and we've had some anxiety about whether he's, he's been ready and he's had a few knockbacks injury-wise. But he had a really good game yesterday. In fact, if it hadn't been for the fact that uh, someone else bagged a couple of goals, he would have been an automatic shoo-in in my world for man of the match. Yeah, it's an interesting one with Sturk. I mean, I, I like him. I think he's a good young player. Again, system-wise, when he first sort of came in, he, he would have slotted in on the left-hand side of that that three, sort of taking Quinn's place. But yesterday, he played a more advanced role anywhere uh, uh, across that um, top three. You look at the way we played. When we were off the ball, we had a, a five across midfield. But when we were in attack, it was more of a, a two city midfielders and then, uh, you know, the, the three advanced. And he was part of that and, and did very, very well. And he, he's got that abundance and obviously got a, a good talent. I've always thought when he first was with us, Nath, that he was uh, good coming off the bench, good value coming off the bench, which he proved at Stevenage. But yesterday he got his deserved start with Lapsley out with a shoulder injury and uh, didn't really put a, a foot wrong, to be fair. No, Clive. I think yeah, more so. He was, he was more effective than, than simply not putting a foot wrong. He was again uh, very influential in our in our play. Again, especially sort of going forward. Well, and doing the defensive work. So, um, and I, I think now the fact that he's got that goal uh, that he got at Stevenage, with it being you know really well taken one as well. Obviously, yeah. he's going to be conf- his confidence is going to go up from that. Now he's got a start. He's had another solid performance. So, uh, you know, for, from from his point of view. Um, you know, he's, I think he's going to be a, you know, good player going forward and, and can be relied upon. And, and and again, I said this last week, you've got to give credit to Nigel Clough because a lot of fans are saying we're getting a bit annoyed at him, you know, at, at Clough uh, referring to Stirk as a key player because from the, from the fans' eyes, he, he didn't, he couldn't really put him in that category because we hadn't seen him enough. But you got to remember that Nigel Clough knows a lot more about the guys than we do. You see him in week in, week out training and and obviously from the recruitment stage. So he obviously knew he could play a key part, key role in the team. And, and, and I, I believe him now. I think we are starting to see where he was coming from with that step. Uh, Tom says the whole midfield could have been man of the match yesterday. Maris dictated the play from deeper. All pressed very well too. Clark still ahead. Could have had a hat-trick with uh, his air shot. Uh, and Richard adds, Sturk is a tidy footballer and had some lovely touches in tight situations. Uh, time to vote for our man of the match. I think we know where it's going to go. Um, how many are in contention for you, Nath, as you look at yesterday's uh, uh, look for yesterday's man of the match? I, th- I think I could pick. You could pick four or five names, really. Um, you know, but I guess you end up saying four special mentions and the one uh, one man of the match. So, but for me, just like a comment said there, the whole midfield uh, were, were were superb, um, and I'd also throw Jordan Barry in there as well, even though you know he missed a sitter. And it didn't necessarily look that threatening in front of goal. I think what the the role he played, uh, you know, yesterday was was key to bringing those midfielders into the game with his link up play. So I think he did certainly serve a special mention. I think he's hard done to by a lot of comments. But the overall uh, man of the match vote has to go to the man who uh, I'm pulling back from the cliff edge a little bit. It's uh, Mr. Ali Clark. He's he's got a few steps away from it. Well done, sir. Uh, Clive, what about you? Where are you going to go for honourable mentions and, of course, your man of the match vote? Pretty much the same. Any other midfield um, on any other day would have been candidates to win it. Just the two goals that's that's taken Clark into uh, the obvious choice. 
Uh, Nick says Clark. Uh, Richard says Clark. Richard says Sturk. Clive and Nathan both say Clark. Uh, it will be a tweet for Ollie Clark because that's who I'm going to give my man of the match vote to um, as well. Gary says Jordan Bowery when he went off where we struggled. Um, I'm going to give, uh, obviously, my man of the match to Ollie Clark, but also honourable mentions to Harry Charlesley, as mentioned. Like Nathan and Clive have both said, it could have been any other midfield, but another honourable mention uh, for me, uh, I think, was Elliot Hewitt, because he gets a lot of stick on, on the podcast sometimes. I thought he did very, very well for us uh, yesterday in and around both boxes. Um, and Tom finally says, uh, the OC man of the match, but mentions across midfield. Nathan, you know what you've got to do. Tweet to, uh, to Ollie Clark with a gif or a photo of you eating some sort of uh, humble <laughs> pie. Uh, moving swiftly on, though, Clive. Uh, busy week this week. Sutton United on Tuesday. Crawley on Saturday. Big opportunity uh, for us. Um, Results-wise, um, for, for both sides, Sutton have been in great form since they uh, came into the league. They sit ninth in the League Two table at the minute. But of late, uh, haven't been doing uh, great. And um, we've thumped 4-1 on Saturday away at Leighton Orient, uh, whilst Crawley themselves, uh, again, haven't had the greatest of starts. They sit 18th, one place below us uh, at the minute. And uh, over uh, the weekend, uh, although did pick up points over the weekend, beating Barrow by a goal to nil. Tuesday night, we'll focus on that one um, uh, first, because that's the, the first one. And we'll do the prediction for Crawley uh, later on in the week when we catch up um, again. But... Interesting place, new ground for us all to, to go to. Long, long journey, though. The boys are going to have to be really, really focused if they want to paint, maintain this winning run, Clive. Yes, I, I have to say when we, a few weeks ago, we were looking at what, what we might expect to get from the next five games. And I said 10 points from five games. We've already got nine of them. So this would have been a draw on my book anyway with a, a loss down in Crawley. I'm going to re-evaluate. Re I think we'll get a point on Tuesday and a win on Saturday. So I'm going to go for 1-1 one, one, and I'm going to go for Bowery again. Jordan, Bowery to, to, to score. Uh, Nathan, what are you going to go with? Yeah, similar to Clive, you know, you know, when we're referring to those games when we're looking ahead, um, I also felt this was going to be the, the hardest kitchen. I still think it is uh, from the, you know, the most recent games. But um, yeah, I, like I say, they've, they've slipped off from when we were discussing them a while back. Um, so I think we could. I still think we could. I still think we can do that and go there and do it. So I'm going to go for a one 0 win, um, and I'm going to go for. Well, you... I'm going to again, Harry Charlesley. Oh, oh, yeah. Hey, Harry, there you go. I thought for a minute you were going to say my mate Ollie Clark, and I was going <laughs> to going to just kick you no, off the back. I know it's coming from Charlesley. It's coming soon, so I'll stick with that. He's going to get one. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go for a 2-0 uh, a win on Tuesday night because um, it's a long Ooh. way. And if we don't, I will be annoyed. 2-0 uh, win on Tuesday. I'm going to agree with Nath that Harry Charlesley is due a goal. He's been excellent uh, of late. And the other goal uh, is going to come from... I'm gonna, do you know what? I'm going to back Elliot Hewitt to, to get a goal for, from, a, from a set piece. So uh, a 2-0 win, Elliot Hewitt and Harry Charlesley to score. If you guys want to play along with our podcast predictions game, the link is in the description. You'll see it on our social media pages uh, as well. All you need to do is guess the correct uh, scoreline and goal scorer for a bonus point. The league table at the moment is a very interesting one. It's all getting very, very tight 
um, at the top. Anybody who uh, was half prepared for hosting this podcast would have loaded the league table up before we started. And he's definitely not padding for time uh, to do that right now. And he's definitely not looking on the wrong programme either uh, to do that. We had also doing a golden goal competition at the moment as well throughout November. So if you manage to get the uh, golden goal on the money, uh, you will win automatically win a Mansfield Matters mug. Very nice they are too. Very very good indeed they are. Um, uh, or if you get the if you're one of the three players that are closest to the golden goal, you will be entered into a draw at the end of the month to win yourself a Mansfield Matters mug. Um, as I say, the table very very tasty indeed at the moment, and it's getting very very tight at the top of uh, said table and I'm sure Clive will be looking forward to uh, being jubilant in a minute um, as uh, I'm still waiting for the league table to, to <laughs> Oh, load. come on, get it. Very great. annoying. Uh, there <laughs> it is. Uh, Clive is at the top of the table with 25 points in total, um, 19 normal points, 6 bonus points. In second, it's me on 21, 18 normal points, uh, 3 bonus points, given a total of 21. And then Steve is in third. Nathan, just outside the top three, in fourth uh, place. So uh, get your guesses in right now uh, and have your say on your team and win yourself a majestic Mansfield Matters mug. Um, Nick says, I'd be very happy with a draw on Tuesday. We can't win every game, but it'd be nice to keep the unbeaten run going. Richard says, Clive will be right with his predictions. Uh, Jim says, the way we're ticking now, I'd fancy us to put four or five past someone soon. Well, get involved in the Mansfield Matters prediction game and, uh, you know, uh, maybe win yourself a Mansfield Matters mug. Uh, last bit of uh, positiveness to uh, to end on uh, today, Clive. I think it's a, a worthwhile one to, to end on. Um, is that of uh, the substitutions used yesterday, in particular when Jordan Bowery went off, um, that of James Gale being brought on. It would have been very tempted... Uh, very tempting for Clough at that point in the game to turn around and bring Rawson on and push Hawkins back. Um, Which is what we thought might happen, wasn't it? We yeah. were predicting that. And it would have made some sense in the context of having a, a two-goal lead. But yes, I thought it was a very much more adventurous thing to do. And I think the lad deserved a trial as well. He'd scored in the uh, 23s earlier in the in the week. And I thought he would, he, he, he looked good. I think he's got a lot to, to learn. Obviously, he's a young lad, but... I'd very much like to see the club develop him. Yeah, me as well. I, think I mean, I, I, good talent. I'm going to be slightly, slightly, slightly different here. I, I wasn't sure. I was happy to see Gail get on the pitch, but I felt that actually when Barry went off there, uh, you know, when when he went off, we needed Hawkins up there because actually I thought after we lost a bit of uh, that that sort of target somewhere to hold the hold the up up there, uh, which invited a bit of pressure. And if some thought were a better team, they could have put us under a bit more pressure and we could have been saying, I think we could obviously be saying they were bad substitution, but I, I just felt something about it. So I think maybe the Tyrese Sinclair one, you know, should have been very different. I, I would have rather have seen Ross and Command and Hawkins go up there just to give a bit of support for the likes of Gale. So they've got that, that strong player there to hold it up. But it all worked out in the end, so it was great to see them on there. It's also, Absolutely I think it's also, sorry, it's also important to recognise that Clough would be thinking about the two games in the week and having to make sure that some of his key players weren't uh, unnecessarily risked in a dead, well, at that point to become a dead rubber. Um, you know, you, you could have brought Ross on, but we're going to need him at least in at least one of those two games in the week. And I think uh, 
we we did lose that little bit of urgency that, that Barry was bringing, but it was worth a try. Yes, it uh, most certainly was. Nice to uh, see him get on the pitch uh, at uh, at long last and uh, get his uh, Football League debut. Thanks very much uh, for your comments, as always. Um, um, Tom says, Gail looked off the pace, but he hasn't come... Uh, from part, he's come from part time, a bit like Reedy when he came from the lower leagues. Important to uh, remember as well that he's a very young player uh, who is certainly making his mark on football. But a winning Saturday, all the same, gents. As always, thanks very much uh, for your uh, time tonight and for getting involved. Um, as well, we will speak to you uh, again later in the week, probably on Thursday, as we catch up and reflect on all things Sutton United. For now, though. Uh, that is all uh, just about we've got time for. Apologies, uh, finally, though, if you've had any uh, audio issues coming from a certain Mr. Edge tonight. I had a message earlier saying that he sounded a little bit like a Dalek. Clearly, Ollie Clark has been uh, messing around with his internet connection um, just as a little bit of uh, revenge. Only joking, all's fair in love and war. That is, though, all we've got time for this week. Ollie Clark scores two goals to put Mansfield uh, another three points on the board and to serve Nathan the glorious pudding of Humble Pie. Can he do it again? Not the Humble Pie bit, scoring two goals or leading the stakes of three points as they make the long journey to Sutton United on Tuesday night. Make sure you back the stakes as we try and get another win on the board. We'll be back with you on Thursday night from 7pm-ish. On the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. Until then, have a great week. And keep your fingers and toes crossed that this winning run can continue because life is much sweeter when all three points are on the board. Good night. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.